0: It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello Flyers fans and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jaco, this is Craig Forsythe and we are here to talk about your Philadelphia Flyers week ahead for the week of March 9th and what? An exciting time it is to be a Flyers fan they're currently in second place but thanks to the Capitals only getting one point against the Buffalo Sabres the Flyers are only one point back of the Capitals with a chance to go ahead if they can beat one of the teams this week that they will play. I don't want to give away any spoilers, Craig, you know, we, we want people oh, yeah, no to listen spoilers. to the full forecast, you know, yeah, no yeah. spoilers. <laughs> they can't possibly just look at a schedule on an app or anything. No,
1: they're all the time. We'll whack them all off before they get to that schedule. So, uh, but yeah, like, like you just said, they, It looks like they will have a chance to get first in the division tomorrow. I don't think the Caps are playing tomorrow, but they uh, did force a shootout against the Sabres, so they are now still first in the division. But what a time to be alive, Steven. Uh, Nine-game win streak. They are now 41 seven for 89 points, plus 38 goal differential. I, you know, I, I thought this season would go a lot better, but I really wasn't expecting this, I guess. Even if it is just... I guess uh, an elongated hot streak to be at this point in the season and be battling for first, the division and the toughest division in hockey. That's uh, it says something. I mean, they're, they're good. There's no doubt. They're good now.
0: Well, I would, I, you know, and I would say that a plus 38 goal differential is definitely nothing to sneeze at. That yeah. is, yeah. that's a hell of a goal differential. And we're used to the flyers kind of hovering around the middle, just above zero. Yeah. If they're lucky, <laughs> Uh, and if they're unlucky, you know, in the te- negative teens. So yeah. to see them at plus 38, that's the best in the Metro right now. And one of the best ones in the conference, I mean, Tampa Bay and Boston are plus 51, but they're both powerhouses. And yeah. well, you know, more on them later.
1: Yeah. And also to speak, there are a couple other numbers I came across here that uh, will kind of indicate how well the Flyers are doing this year and not just the, uh, there's a lot of stuff to point to like the goal differential and the home record and, I mean their current play right now, but I came across myself when I was looking at the Wild because uh, they uh, they will heads up the Flyers play the Minnesota Wild this week. But also the Minnesota Wild have had oh, wow. a hell of a push too to now be the top wild card in the Western Conference. So uh, four games this week for the Floors and none of them are easy, like at all. They're all pretty uh, they're all pretty difficult. But let's run through the uh, let run through some numbers real quick here. Uh, Flyers now 25 and four at home, 25 five and four at home. Uh, 16, 15 and three on the road. Nobody cares about that. Uh, but the, uh, the 25,
0: <laughs> it's like, better than the Sixers on the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, apparently that's not saying much. I don't want to say I do. I think you said the record the other day and it sounded pretty bad. What are they like? They,
0: they just lost to the win. worst team, not to get too much into basketball, but the Sixers just lost to the worst team in the NBA on the road over the weekend. Oh, yeah. They're pretty shitty on the road, so the Flyers being uh, 500-ish on the road, yeah, I'll take it compared to the Sixers. Also,
1: it's important, like you know, 500 all of the bad sounds bad, but also they were a lot worse than that, you know. In pre, like they've been better on the road recently, so they're not. They are not the Sixers on the road, is what I'm getting at. But the um, 25 uh, home wins is the most amount of home wins uh, across the league, and also uh, 54 points at home is the most amount of points at home across the league at the moment so uh, yeah playing at the Wells fargo center if they somehow get that two seed oof it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time uh top for fifth in goals per game top for seventh in goals against per game top seven in the two biggest categories uh that's kind of uh it's kind of ridiculous 12th ranked power play now the 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 bane of the team's existence is now almost in the top 10 TK is still a top ten unit. Uh, they're driving, play fine. It's really about uh, shot suppression with the Flyers. They're uh, six in the league in shot attempts against per sixty, and twelfth uh, in expected goals against per sixty. Nine game winning streak. Like I said, and then Joel Farabee. I just want to talk about Joel Farabee real quick because he did come up after JVR broke his finger, fantasy hand, and he, But uh, one goal on six shots so far for JVR. He scored on hilarious goals on uh, Saturday against Carter Hutton. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking, but it looked very much like a uh, NHL goal, like a chell goal. So, uh, but he'll he'll take it. Fairby's had some pretty bad luck this year, both uh, health-wise, fight-wise, and then just earlier in the season, uh, the hockey guys just didn't want him to get his first NHL goal. So uh, he deserves like five or six more of those before the end of the season. We'll see what happens. Uh, Also, Saturday's game wasn't pretty, but I think it shows that they can win in a multitude of ways including just leaning on Carter Hart when the team doesn't show up so that was a usually the Flyers have been on the opposite end opposite end of that over the years where they've uh, you know they're the worst team they'll play a better team the entire game but the better team has more skills so they need to play like six shifts and win the game and that's pretty much what Flyers did to the Sabres so it's kind of nice to us uh, nice to see those games go in the Flyers right now um, and uh, looking at this week uh, starts tomorrow today I guess actually um, hosting the Boston Bruins Tuesday night 7 p.m. NBCSN uh, Steve I'm kind of worried about this game uh, Flyers want get yeah, a, a lot of win a lot of games straight pretty tough matchup
0: um, well the, and the Flyers have they've played the Bruins well this year but. I mean, the Bruins are, they're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. They're a powerhouse and it's, it's a tough matchup. It, it There's no, there's no way around it. No.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be difficult. They're not, it, it's it's going to be two points no matter what. Uh, it may not be pretty. You might have to lean on Carter Hart again, but to your point, they did beat them twice. Not exactly in the most dominant fashion. So the first win was on November 10th, three, two shootout. win. Uh flyer jumped out 2 nothing lead, I believe it was connecting at Myers. Bruins stormed back, had a really strong third period. It looked like they were going to win in regulation. Um, and then Farabee scored the only goal in the shootout. They win then. Six to five shootout in Philly on January 13th. Sanheim two-goal game. Also, the, the once-in-a-lifetime Brad Marchand on whiff on the shootout that, I mean, I'll never forget where I was. I was, I was right here. Um, and I'm sure a lot of us were watching it, too. It was fucking great. Bruins, though, first in the Atlantic, first in the East, First in the NHL at 43, 14, and 12. So they're good. Plus 51 goal differential. I don't 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 let anybody know that. But, yeah, the Bruins, are, they're pretty good at hockey. They're doing all right. Um, also, <laughs> uh, they're tied with Tampa Bay for the best dif- goal differential in the NHL. A little fun fact about the flyer schedule. They're playing the Lightning on Thursday because why not? Uh, the Bruins are 21-10-3 on the road. It's going to be a challenging week. But I'm excited in a way because I want to see how they – they fare against these four different teams. But um, yeah, the Bruins, uh, 21 10 and 3 on the road, fourth most points on the road for the Bruins. Eighth, so here's where you can see how uh, the Bruins are are pretty damn good. Eighth in goals per game, first in goals against per game with 2.42, second rank power play, third rank penalty kill, um, 11th in shot attempts, four percentage, ninth in shot attempts against per 60, 11th in expected goals, four percentage, uh, second with one point nine eight expected goals against per sixty, which is an insane number. They're second only to the Minnesota Wild, who are first with one point nine five, who the Flyers play on Saturday. So uh it's gonna be it's gonna Terrific. be a good time. Yeah. Uh as usual, the story with these guys top line. David Poshnick, uh, team team high forty eight goals and ninety-four points. I believe he is now tied with the Vechkin for League League with forty eight goals. Uh veteran scored tonight. Uh, First 40-goal season, first 90-point season. Uh, He's on the line with Brad Marchand, 28 goals and 86 points. And that line, uh, Brad Marchand, David Posnick, and then uh, Patrice Bergeron centering them. Uh, According to Money Puck, they spent the most time at 5-on-5 for a line this season, Uh, most 5-on-5 time together for a line this season, a little over 641 minutes together. 57.4 expected goals for percentage. Goal differential, 44 goals for and 23 goals against, which is bonkers, especially considering only eight lines have played 500 minutes or more together and they had the best goals for percentage and the second best uh, expected goals for percentage. So they're pretty damn good and they are what pushes, the, what they push the boat for uh, Boston's office, offense, pretty much. so if you're
0: able to shut that, I mean, out, they're all monsters. That's it's a yeah, line of three monsters, and it's it's terrible. Like, yeah. that that is a, a superstar line, right? I mean, they're not all three guys are superstars, but they are all just ah. great household names. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. whatever oh, your right, definition of right, right. superstar yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. sorry, yeah, all three are household names. All three are great players. They're I, I wouldn't want to face any of these guys alone, let alone completely on a line together. So right. I guess Sean Couturier is going to be against them all night.
1: I would, yeah, I would imagine Couturier for a rough. I mean,
0: honestly, that. that's the nice thing with the depth the flyers have right now, though, is that they can put Couturier up against them or they can put Hayes up against him. I mean, it, they do have a couple options.
1: Yeah. And also it's nice now that when you use the Couturier against the top line ship, that there's actually depth. So it's not just hoping Couturier somehow beats that elite line or, your three shitty death lines eventually pitching a goal. My bad. I thought you were gonna say that those three players were uh, like they weren't all all stars. I thought that's the way you were going with that. I was like, uh, they uh, suck." Everyone. I was like, I think they're pretty good at hockey. No, they're they're uh, all monsters. Yeah, they're. That's gonna be. Yeah, so that's gonna be if Katori and uh, and the top pair are able to handle them. That could be that will pretty much dictate how the game goes. So, uh, looking at the rest of their lineup, they added Andre Kasha at the deadline. David's older brother. So far in five games, has one assist, nine shots on goal, and four pims. Not off to the, I guess, greatest start uh, production-wise, but I do like that addition for them. Uh, Kasha is a pretty good player, and he'll fit in that system fine, and he'll probably get four or five goals in the postseason because why not? Uh, on the back end, though, a little interesting for the uh, the Bruins. Both Tori Krug and Brandon Carlo are going to be out. Uh, it's essentially been their second pair for a while now. Uh, both out with just contagious cases of UBI. I don't know if it's actually contagious. I guess I can't make that joke at the moment. Uh, I think this is, just, <laughs> this is not the time for that. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're uh, physically, you know, they're not uh, spreading around the CV. So uh, Krug, nine goals and 49 points in 61 games this season. Carlo, more of an actual, he is a defensive defenseman, but he actually does a pretty good job of suppressing shots and clearing out the slot and everything. But 19 points in 67 games. Uh, John Moore filled in for Krug. One, I forget which one missed the game on Saturday, but John Moore came in, and now Connor Clifton is coming on, f- coming in for the other blue liner. So hopefully the Flyers are able to target that pair, and um, Av is able to get out uh, Drew, or maybe not Drew and company, or maybe Hayes and Kunitz out there against that pair. So we'll see if that uh, they're able to. Benefit from those injuries and then uh I guess guess what, Steve? You're not gonna believe this. Are you ready to hear about the Bruins' schedule? So ready. Okay. So they play the Flyers Tuesday. Uh they hosted the Lightning on Saturday, which was a bonkers game. I still haven't gone back and watched the highlights. I just remember on Twitter it was every five minutes. It was like, Oh yeah, another fight in this game. Apparently it was violent as hell. Gotta go back and watch it. But they played the Bolts on Saturday had two days to sleep in and relax and now they're going to play the Flyers on Tuesday and then they have another two days off before they play the Sabres in Buffalo. So a nice one game in a in a five day span here for the Bruins, really <laughs> focusing, honing in on the Flyers, but you know, whatever, I guess. Um,
0: that said, though, the F- the Flyers do have the same know, don't, don't, heading don't. into this game. Oh, God. So. All
1: right. Yeah. I guess that's fair. We're, we're... I mean, that's
0: fair. And they didn't get the <laughs> shit beat out of them by the Lightning on Saturday. Yeah. Like, I was going to say that. Is and stuff. disgracefully. Honestly, I- I'm more pissed off that the Flyers have to follow this up with the Tampa Bay Lightning because. Yeah that's that i that i think they're going to suffer more in the lightning game for whatever happens in this one because this is going to be another knockdown drag out i think for the bruins i i think the flyers are pe- are pumped for this one they're ready for this one they kind of sleepwalked a little bit through that sabers game but they still made it out you know of yeah. hot doing his thing
1: oh boy yeah <laughs> that was that, is that the first time i've done that no that's not the We've done that. I think times. Kevin Hayes has done that. Yeah, day. he's done it a gajillion times. Him and but uh, I, I think it's the
0: first time I've heard AV do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, for people who don't know the reference, there, uh, they asked uh, the media asked Elaine uh, Vigneault who was going to start in goal on Saturday, and he just went, "Kinda hot." <laughs>
1: yeah, he's been he's uh, he's been a big fan of uh, big fan of doing that this year. I don't, I don't know. I guess that's yeah. Uh, I enjoy it, yeah, yeah. But hopefully
0: it? he can turn that Boston pronunciation on its head and, uh, and, whoop and whoop the Bruins the of- if he starts the game. We don't we don't know for sure. Uh, yeah. Vigneault has certainly, Big Al has <laughs> certainly been mixing it up and uh, has not been afraid to to rest his his goalies when he sees the the need.
1: Yeah, I think I I feel like it's got to be I feel like it's got to be hard in this one though. Well, I
0: mean, well, that's say, what it—that's what it feels like. But, to me yeah, but you never know. I we'll mean, certainly the, see, but yeah, the I—I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a knockdown dragout. But you know, the Flyers have taken it to them in the other couple of games. I know they weren't dominant, but we're talking about dominance against the best team in the league. Right. So, yeah, exactly. You know, all that matters are the two points at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, this is going to be one of the contenders coming out of the East, if not the team coming out of the East. You know, if another team besides the Flyers comes out of the East, but you can see why it's they take away dangerous chances and a lot of shots in the defensive zone. Their special teams are ridiculous. Uh, they produce and keep the other teams producing, and also goaltending. Bertha goal goalies have been very reliable. The system aids the goaltending. But also Tuka Rask and Halak are pretty damn good. Tuka Rask, 25-8-6, nine twenty-six save percentage, two eighteen GAA, and four shutouts. Halak, 18-6-6, 8, nine nineteen save percentage, 2.39 GAA, and three shutouts. They are one of three teams with seven shutouts so far this season, the other two being the Blue Jackets and the Predators. Fucking Blue Jackets. Uh, 23 games with one goal against or less is the most in the NHL. Speaking of those stats, Steve, uh, Dallas is second with 19. Philadelphia, Colorado, and St. Louis are third with 18. So if you're looking for uh, those, are, that's pretty good company right there. I, I'm not, I'm not upset with the Flyers being grouped in with those uh, four other teams. So hopefully, not too shabby. Yeah, should be. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It could be a pretty, it should be a pretty chippy game on Tuesday, uh, especially because I mean I don't think the Bruins uh, have been. Swept by another team in the season series so if it's a uh, flyer up late in the third i expect brad marchand to uh, do brad marchand type things and uh we all know how that goes and then on thursday they play the Tampa bay lightning they travel down to florida the games at 7 p.m nbcs philly lightning uh kind of hate the bruins right now because they are second in the atlantic second in the east and second in the nhl at 43 20 and 6 Ninety-two points, plus fifty-one goal differential. Imagine being second in the league and not leading your division. It's got to be a real bitch. Like that's got to be, it's got to be annoying as hell. Uh, 20- that's a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real shit. I feel bad for the Lightning. Just kidding. Uh, 22-10 and two at home for the Bolts. First in goals per game. Tie for seventh in goals against per game. Fifth ranked power play. Twelfth uh, ranked penalty kill. Fifth in shot attempts four percentage, and then third in expected goals four percentage top seven on both sides of the puck when it comes to expected goals for percentage. I mean, there's, it's still the lightning. Uh, they're the same powerhouse. We'll see if they, I think they've, uh, corrected the, uh, defensive issues. It seems like they're focusing more on the, um, focusing more on play on their own end and kind of limiting chances and attempts, uh, from their half of the red line in, uh, and they are, they've been rolling. I'm trying to figure out where this, uh, where did I put the, uh,
0: well while you look for while you look for that i'm just gonna express my my total lack of sympathy for them being the only the second best team in their division and the second best team in the league because the flyers have been having one of their best seasons in years and they are in i would say the toughest division in the nhl because the the entire division, with the exception of the shit-ass New Jersey Devils, are good. <laughs> the team that and it cannot also be stated enough how how pathetic and bad and terrible the New Jersey Devils are. A team that many people thought were a dark horse pick for the playoffs. Well, guess what? They were dead wrong. But enough <laughs> dunking on the Devils. We're here to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I have no sympathy for in any way whatsoever. Another tough game for the Flyers, especially coming on the heels of that Bruins game and Tampa Bay is always a tough matchup for the flyers. I'm not looking forward to this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am. Um, I'm not either. Cause the, the lightning, have played him pretty damn well this year. Uh, that Bruins lightning game, 94 total penalty minutes, by the way, I want to throw in there. I came across that stat while I found the other one, which was the lightning have come into both of the Flyers' games on um, nine-game winning streaks so far. They won the first one, won the nothing. It was a, it was the Patrick maroon Fluky goal. It was a January 11th game in Philly. Uh, again, the Lightning pretty much dominated that game and got the one break they needed. And then the 5-3 to three loss in Tampa on February 15th, um, that was actually the Flyers' last loss before this winning streak. And in that game, the Lightning came out and it dominated early, and then the Flyers... Kind of claw back to make it look uh, look close, but I mean, this Lightning team is—they've been on fire for a while now. Twenty-six, seven, and two since the start of their first ten-game winning streak. They've had an eleven-game winning streak and a ten-game winning streak this season. Ten-game winning streak started on December twenty-third, so they've won twenty-six of uh, thirty-five games since then. However, last nine games they are three-five-and-one. Uh, they've won two of their last three and are on a three-game point streak. But on Sunday. They did lose in a shootout to the Red Wings. So, you know, I don't maybe they may have been uh, tired, gassed out from that fucking uh, the lightning game on uh, on Saturday. So Uh, and their game on Thursday against the Flyers is the first game of a three on three and four. And they back to back uh, with games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I mean, it's a lot. they have a ton of high-end talent. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, T.M.I. 33 goals and 84 points. They already have four 25 goal scorers. So Kucherov, Stamkos has 29. Stamkos, by the way, uh, won't be playing on Thursday. He is out 68 weeks after undergoing core muscle surgery last week. Uh, so that is a that should be an advantage for the Flyers. Also, Victor Hedman was out on Sunday. I'm not sure if he's going to be back in time for the game on Thursday. So. Throw without Stamkos and Hedman. That does create the path to success a little bit easier for the Flyers here. Um, Kalorn, 26 goals. Braden Point, 25 goals. They are the only team in the NHL with four 25-goal scores at the moment. Three teams have three. Uh, and they are actually four other teams have three. Boston is one of them, of course. And then Toronto, Winnipeg, and Washington. Uh, and... Hedman left the or Hedman missed the game on Sunday, but also Ryan McDonough came back to the lineup. But if we're being honest, I'll take that trade off. I'd rather play McDonough than than Hedman. So if they somehow All day every day. Yeah, if they somehow miss Hedman, uh that would be that would be a huge advantage for the Flyers. Uh, in net, there's no question whose uh whose Chris it is. It's Andre Vasilevsky, um, 35 13 and three, nine seventeen save percentage, two point five seven GAA and three shutouts. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the Lightning are just a well-oiled machine until they get to the postseason, and the Flyers will be playing them in the regular season, so that does pose as a problem. I I don't know. I, I mean, it's been real tough playing the Lightning this year. Uh, both the games I thought the, the Flyers got outplayed, and uh, the Lightning have uh, a, a ton of ways to beat you. But it is a good I, – I do want to see how they're going to look after the the game on Tuesday against the Bruins, how they rebound whether they win or lose, how they just kind of get ready for the next game against the lightning here. Cause uh, one of the hardest games left in the season, uh, these next two games coming up here. And honestly, this week in general, cause uh, after a lightning game, it really doesn't get, you know, these two, the next two teams, the teams they play on Saturday and Sunday, they play the Minnesota wild on sun, uh, Saturday. And then they play the Edmonton Oilers on Sunday. Those sound like easier games, and they would have been in years past, but uh not this year for the Flyers, especially with the way the Minnesota Wild have been playing lately. Uh for those that don't know, the Minnesota Wild are the top wild card spot in the West at 35, 27, and 7 for 77 points, and they have the cool even goal differential. So they have the usual uh, Flyers goal differential going on there. Uh by the way, the game on Saturday is one PM NBC has Philly. Wild are 16, 16, and two on the road. That is less point production than the Flyers on the road. Uh, middle of the pack in goals per game, 23rd in goals against per game, ninth ranked power play, eighth ranked penalty kill, um, fourth in expected goals for percentage, which is a little surprising. But again, the Wild do lead the league, and expected goals against per 60 1.95. So generating offense might be. Little difficult at five on five, uh, and uh, they're not the Flyers aren't going to want to take notes from their first game against the wild this season, which may have been not on the scoreboard the worst loss of the season, but emotionally just one of the more draining losses of the year. Uh, four to one loss, yeah. Minnesota. It, was, it was the second game of the three game road trip where the team found out about Limpom, so fun uh lawton and Pitlick got hurt in the game so i believe and there was a game that gr- they dressed chris stewart so they pretty much had Pitlick and lawton for half the first period i think and then they were down the nine forwards uh fairby got manhandled by marcus foleno in a fight and i think i think the flyers had like 17 shots that game so hopefully this game goes a little better i don't know like you would think it would uh we'll see but, I, I, think, but yeah. I feel like it can't be worse than four or it can't be worse well, than that game for a lot.
0: Of honestly, games. I think a lot is going to depend on how these, these lightning and Bruins games go. I mean, if the flyers come away with wins in both of those lightning and Bruin, Bruins games, this could end up being the old, there's a trap game. Yeah. And you never know. But if they, if they lose either one of those lightning or Bruins games, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of going to take it to the wild because they, they have to, I mean, with the Lightning and Bruins, if they come away with two or three points, I'm probably going to be pretty happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I think the wild game is going to end up going to be a rebound game for them in a way. So, you know, I, I'm glad this one's at home and I'm glad the, the Oilers game is at home, too.
1: Yeah, no, I am, too. Uh, it does. They are home games and it does suck a little that they're back to backs because then they'll have to turn the Elliot, which isn't exactly the end of the world but you know it's one less time to go to Carter Hart and speaking to your point yeah I mean we just saw it this week with uh they beat the uh Hurricanes and the Caps pretty handily and then they kind of uh just mailed it in against the Sabres and I don't think is the right word they're just leaning on Carter Hart a lot in that game so hopefully they decide not to do that against the Wild if they do somehow get these uh these four points here but uh the Minnesota Wild got a little bit crazy during Valentine's Day as many of us do uh they fired Bruce Boudreaux Uh, For some reason, Uh, he was on a 4-1-1 run. And then interim coach Dean Evison, I believe is how you say it, has filled in. Team's gone 8-4-1 since the firing. Uh, And honestly, a a big part of it has been Kevin Fiala. Uh, Kevin Fiala, acquired by Paul Fenton, a.k.a. the Lizard King last year, and a one-for-one from the Nashville (laughs) Predators for Mikhail Granlin. I thought it was one of those Paul Fenton trades where like, wow, this is insane. And I thought Granlin was going to have the better career. I don't want to say career. I mean it was last year, but I thought he would have been doing better in Nashville than Fiala is doing in Minnesota, but Fiala has a team high 54 points. It's already a career high in points and he's tied his career high of 23 goals already. Uh 23 in 2017-18 as well. Since November 2nd, he has 53 points. So, uh, pretty much his whole season's worth. 23 goals and 30 assists in 56 games. Um and then just for fun, I thought 54 points would be the lowest amount of points for a team leader, and turns out uh, it's not even close. There are a couple guys. I was going to go in alphabetical order, and then literally had somebody worse. Ryan Gatzlaff leads the Ducks with 42 points. 42 points? How does that lead a professional hockey team and <laughs> I don't even know. I know the Ducks are, yeah. Uh, Clayton Keller leads Arizona, who was uh, – Pushing a playoff spot for a while, 44 points, and then Detroit uh, obviously is pretty bad, but Larkin has 53. So.
0: I mean, to put that in perspective for for everybody, uh, Travis Konechny currently leads the Flyers with 61, followed by Sean Couturier with 59, and Jakub Voracek with 56.
1: Yeah, so there so, you go.
0: So a little bit of a difference there.
1: Yeah, and the, yeah, so three guys of Warfield and the Flyers are like a team that is just known for death because nobody's really. Taking well, and the, the Flyers,
0: sure. the Flyers also don't have like, it's more of a, a depth, like, you know, all around effort as opposed to yeah. uh, some other teams where they just have some monsters on the top, like Edmonton, for instance, yeah. but yeah. it's it, the Flyers are a more well-rounded team and 60 is probably one of the lower totals for like a team like that yeah so to see 42 good lord
1: yeah and I'm I wanna I'm pretty sure it is i I did a thing where I went back and I did Fiala uh, I was looking at points from November 2nd to the until up to now pretty sure I went back and I cleared off the uh the date range but yeah it looks like 42 is the most for gets left so all right for the ducks which is it's something uh something else that's something Zach, is a 25 uh, 25 goals team high something uh,
0: else that's something what a transition there, you buddy. know
1: i've had some decent segues that wasn't one of them so don't nobody focus on that one uh 25 we're talking goals... about stuff speaking of sports hey look i'm in sports so let's keep talking about sports uh 25 goal season now has 25 goal seasons in 10 of his 15 years in the league uh, had 28 last season, but before that, his last 25-goal season was when he scored 25 in 2015-16. Uh, for those wondering out there, Prezi is 35 years old, and he does have five more years at $7.53 So the 25 goals is nice. I don't know about the rest of that contract. The rest of that contract does not sound like a good time. Uh, a couple bombs that are now Minnesota. Uh, Al Galchenyuk has seven points in 14 games with the Wild since being acquired from the Penguins. He's been playing with Marcus Foligno and Matt Zuccarello. And then Ryan Hardman, uh, nine goals on 114 shots on goal and 20 points with a nice amount of penalty minutes, uh, 69 in a nice amount of games, 69 games. Uh, for nice. comparison's sake, I put up uh, Pitlick's numbers. Pitlick has one less goal, so he has eight goals and 75 shots. Same amount of points, 12 penalty minutes in 69 games. So just even with that style line, I think I'm going with Pitlick because, uh, you know, I love the Flyers penalty kill now, but I didn't want to test them about you know 25 more times. So I think I'm fine with the uh, the penalty minute differential. And also, I think I just like Pitlick more because of speed, honestly. So that uh, that awkward trade I didn't understand over the summer. I think uh, I think Chuck Fletcher may have been on something. He may watch a little hockey. He might know some stuff so that uh that votes pretty well uh Uh, you know
0: it's just your thoughts as someone who is in sports and enjoys sports
1: (laughs) yeah things of that nature you know basketballs baseballs things of that yeah so uh the game on saturday is the second in a three and four for minnesota and it's also the first and a back-to-back uh as they host the predators on sunday so uh the Flyers should get the wild starter which i believe at the moment uh the paint does belong to alex Delac, who is uh 2011 and four on the season with a 9 10 save percentage and four shutouts however over his last 17 decisions he's 11 5 and 1 with a 9 22 save percentage since january 9th so he's been playing pretty well doing pretty good back there probably a. Uh, Pretty big reason why they're, uh, they've are they been rolling recently. Uh, Devin Dubnik is 12, 15, and 2 with an 890 save percentage, 3.35 GAA, and still one shutout for some reason. But yeah, Devin Dubnik uh, not, doing, uh, not, not doing so hot there. Um, you
0: mean Devin, Devin Dubnik isn't the savior of Minnesota that everybody was making <laughs> him out to be a couple of years ago? He had a hell of a run, but that's just one of those guys where you're like, this is not going to sustain for a few years. I, and- yeah.
1: Yeah. The, the Wild are just one of those teams they need to because every year, like I've the the expected goals against thing, they're they're the best team in the league just taking away the slot from opponents. So if you just gotta kind of always ride the hot hand for Minnesota, I think whoever is playing well, like they're not gonna see that many chances. So whoever is just feeling it at the moment, I think you just gotta go with that guy. But um, one eight of their last eleven since November fourteenth, the Wilder 29, 16, and six for 64 points which is the sixth most in the nhl over that time speaking of random stats i found uh the flyers are tied with the Avs for third most amount of points since november 14th which is 66 ironically the two teams at the top are the lightning with 74 and the bruins with 72 so (laughs) the lightning and bruins it's gonna be that's that should be the title of this episode (laughs) just a fucking pain in existence of knowing the lightning are brewing. So uh, <laughs> Sunday's game uh, finished up the week. Second game in the back to back. They host the Oilers on uh 1:30 PM games on NHL network. Uh, they are second in the Pacific at 37, 24 and eight for 82 points and have a plus 11, plus 11 goal differential. Uh, the Oilers are 2014 and three on the road, which is the fifth amount of points, fifth most amount of points for a, a team on the road this season. I I just, I'm happy we've gotten to this point in the season because I remember, I'm pretty sure I did the Facebook reaction for that that loss against the Oilers back in the middle of October and just losing my mind because we didn't know if the team was better. We didn't know if we're the, the same old Flyers were going to happen this year, all this kind of crap. And then they go out and they had the most quintessential Flyers loss of like the last few years. They outshot the Oilers 52 to 22 and lost six to three,
0: Ugh.
1: and people freaked the fuck out. I didn't. I, I still felt like this team was going to be good, but it was really hard after a game like that to not think, hmm, here come the old Flyers. But they have uh, obviously not the same old Flyers. Uh, but the Oilers, uh, and the Oilers aren't the same either. They're actually pretty good this season. Uh, 11th in goals per game, 14th in goals against per game, first ranked power play, second ranked PK. Uh, a little interesting. Uh, 27th. right <laughs> 27th is shot attempts, 4 percentage. And 22nd and expected goals, 4 percentage. Uh, I'm legitimately
0: shocked by that PK.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say the Oilers are a... It's a lot of McDavid, dry sidle, and special teams, it looks like. Because at 5-on-5, five five, they don't drive play, and it's not like they're getting goals. At, they're 25th in goals 4 percentage at 5-on-5. Five five. So at 5-on-5, five five, they're losing the goal battle too on top of the, the chances battle. So they're just making hay on special teams. And then McDavid and dry doing stuff, which is, uh, which sounds about right. And should kind of point to how good those guys, I mean, speaking of them,
0: having two MVPs kind of helps.
1: Yeah. It's not, it'll push a mediocre team into a playoff spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it goes a long way. Uh, and speaking of those MVP, uh, candidates, dry side, team high, 43 goals, league high, 110 points, 110 points, still got like a month ago here yeah uh and then mcdavid that 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 bum 33 goals 96 points in 63 games i mean that's nothing now uh also worth noting rnh has 21 goals and 60 points in 63 games kind of gets lost in the the shuffle in the second line but i mean it's really just dry sidle and mcdavid that are uh just carrying the mail there and going nuts and do you think so steve do you think do you think dry should be the mvp like do you think he should be in the mvp conversation
0: Oh, he should definitely be in the MVP conversation. I think he should be in the conversation.
1: yeah. I think he should get... I don't before. know if he
0: should be the MVP, but I think he's definitely... Uh, I think he's a finalist, for sure. I mean, if you lead the league in points, and that alone should put you in the conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah, and it looks like he's probably going to lead it. Well, it's going to be him, I think, or, or Panarin, maybe. But, uh, try, like, Draycidal should...
0: If well, know, I think the... it's only going to be Panarin if he if his team makes the playoffs. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily fair, but that's that's how it goes. Yeah,
1: I think I think Drysdale has a... Or I think he should have a better case than most people give him credit for, because, yeah, McDavid. However, he does have a decent amount more points than McDavid, and also McDavid did miss two to three weeks with an injury, so he had to carry the team during that time. So it's not... I don't know. Like, uh, if he somehow I won, think Dreisaitl's
0: fantastic, and yeah. he, if he doesn't finish in the top three, that's a travesty. Oh, yeah, if he doesn't,
1: uh, that's insane. He, yeah, he's
0: got I mean, it, I, it's probably between him. I think McKinnon's got a really strong case, too, because, I mean, Colorado's got some talent, but Rantanen's been hurt for most of the year at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, but this, this is a whole this is a whole fly purple yeah, discussion. Yeah, we'll, for we'll for us. This is the forecast. It was a dry. Dry uh, yeah. outstanding and definitely something we will discuss further this week. Yeah, should be up there, and he's a guy you got to watch out for. But uh, that's the thing, though, with the Oilers like if you shut down Dry and McDavid, you're looking pretty good against them. Yeah. Now that's yeah. that's a really tall order because they're order. two of the yeah. best, most talented guys in the NHL. But yeah, it's uh, that's what you have to do. That's the, the key to success there.
1: And yeah, so it is a tall order. I think it can be done. And also if uh, if they do somehow shut down these two, a couple other names that might make an appearance. Uh, r and uh, James Neal has 19 goals in 57 games this year. He's got 30 points, but he has 19 goals.
0: So, I mean, I'm just looking at the the point differential right now for the top three on the Oilers. Drysaddle 110, McDavid ninety six. R and H sixty.
1: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> really honestly, whoever was the, whoever has more points out of those two should yeah, should definitely be have a lot of steam for winning it all. Um Yeah, James Neal by the way. Uh we were we talked about the nail Luchik trade over the summer. Uh it's looking uh, not looking great for uh, Luchik, I believe. So uh it looks oh. like uh Ken Holland actually got something right. So there you go. There's that. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto is also having a pretty good season. 22nd overall pick in 2017. Started the season in the AHL with the Bakersfield Condors for the Oilers before being called up uh, late in December. He is, now has 24 points, 11 goals, and 13 helpers in 25 games. So those are some guys you have to watch out for as well next to uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl. You really just got to watch McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh But McDavid is out tonight against the Golden Knights with an illness. Maybe he caught that TV, baby. Maybe he's got that uh, coronavirus and uh, he's going to be out for a couple of days. We'll see. Who knows? Good but he'll probably be he'll probably be in the lineup on Sunday. You know, I'm not wishing that, but Good wouldn't God. hate it. Mike Green uh, has played two games for the Oilers so far before, and then suffered a knee injury. And now he's out three to four weeks. So that sounds about right for uh, the Oilers. And then Joaquin Nygaard has also been out for uh, for a while now, since late January with the hand injury for the Oilers. But he doesn't really matter It's really just uh out and McDavid as we've been saying. Um and then uh Tippett I think Dave Tippett deserves some love for coach of the year award. I threw that out there in my uh, AV article today because I think him and AV are the guys that are leading teams with the biggest biggest overall change uh from season to season. So a lot of guys like a lot of teams have improved and even really good teams have improved, but I don't think anybody's moved up the standings more than the Flyers and the Oilers this season when it comes to uh, just one season change. And they're both guys walking the new situation. So like,
0: yeah, I think the thing with Tippett too, is he never had offensive talent even close to this in Arizona. So you're really seeing yeah. what you can do with a, a nice defensive system and superior offensive talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was a guy. He was uh, those Arizona seasons, and he had that run in 2012, and then a couple of star seasons where, you're right, he just didn't have – he was not given a McDavid or anything close to a McDavid or a dry cycle and he still – I don't
0: even think he had an r and <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm trying to think of that 2012 Coyotes team. Uh, Shane Doan, Klesla. <laughs> it was not – it wasn't – yeah, it, it – it's kind of impressive how he uh, just goes in whatever team he has and just makes and turns them into a defensive uh, defensive powerhouse. So, uh, also the Oilers' uh, the game on Sunday is the second game in a four and six for them. First game in a back-to-back as they travel to play the Caps on that ensuing Monday. Uh, I don't know who to expect the net because uh, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen uh, again really not running away with it. Miko Koskinen has been a little bit better this year, eighteen thirteen and two with a nine seventeen save percentage, two point seven five GAA and one shutout. Mike Smith 11 and six with a nine zero three save percentage, nine point nine or two point nine four GAA and one shutout. Nine point nine four GAA would be a, a bigger storyline, but uh, Oilers have won four of the last five too, uh, but should be a tougher game but i still think the flyers should be able to beat them i if the, a replay of the game from october happens again i might pull my hair out i don't know if i can deal with that at this point in the season because now all the, ba- all the all the people that have jumped on the bandwagon will call the team a fraud and then they'll uh get all upset about it which i guess will be fine but whatever
0: mikey miss is just going to be crying about a <laughs> oh
1: man i forgot about that guy oh yeah i wonder how he's doing right now i wonder if he's I wonder if he's okay with the Flyers being the best team in the city and possibly having to talk about the Flyers. I wonder if he's uh, praying for Mike. Flyers yeah, fans are idiots. Like a bunch of student odds. Is that what he calls them? Oh, that Jesus like, Christ. I, that... I don't know.
0: I, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> How do you think the goalies are playing out in these games? Uh,
1: I, so I think Hart, Hart, Elliott against the Wild, and then Hart against the Whalers. OK, I don't I don't think I want Elliot against McDavid and Dreisaitl.
0: But you'll take. Oh, wait, no, you'll take him against the Wild. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take I, I, against, for a second. No. I was going to be like, oh, you'll take him against the Lightning. Like, <laughs> no, 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 I'll take. Obviously not. Yeah.
1: yeah and then because because uh, it could the Oilers game could be a little bit like that Sabres game, too, where second game on the back to back, the Flyers might be uh, kicking back and relaxing a little bit. And uh, Hart might need to uh, stand on his head a little. So, oh uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the way I'm gonna roll it out there. What do you think? thinking? You disagreeing? You
0: thinking that's a good uh that's a good good outlook? You're talking
1: about you you wanted to play Elliot against the uh, the Bruins on Tuesday. That's what you said, right?
0: Yeah, I wanted to play Elliot in all four games. Actually. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, that's yeah.
1: That's, that's a good. Uh, we'll see no, that,
0: I I think I think Hart Hart Elliot Hart sounds good to me. But the, I uh, you know you never know with the road games these days. You never know.
1: Yeah, that is true. Although um, I don't know about an Elliott Road game in
0: Tampa, <laughs> be... I don't love the idea of it, but I didn't love the idea of him playing Washington either. I thought uh, Ovi was just gonna get 700 more goals against him.
1: That is true. Yeah, it didn't cool. happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, they did, and he made some saves that game. So, uh, yeah. you wanna you wanna pick some players of the week here?
0: Sure. <laughs> Player of the week has uh, come down to just me picking because Craig has uh just an atrocious like jinx wooden, yeah. every week. Like... Every week, Craig would just doom a player to, to just something horrible. Yeah. And thankfully, we've ended that reign of terror, and I just picked two. I just picked two. So uh, last week, I went with Ivan Provorov and Scott Lawton, and they both had three points. Each <laughs> had three points.
1: So it's working.
0: I guess so. Ivan Provorov had two goals, one assist, uh, Scott Lawton, Scooty Loots, as you like to call Scoot-loots. him. Scooty Loots! Scooty Loots, Scooty uh, Scooty Loots. One goal, two assists for Scott Lawton. Big lots. So, pretty good week from those guys. Uh, Ivan Provorov had one of the uh, the best goals of the season, too. And yeah. That, was, that yeah. was quite a sight.
1: Yeah, that was a thing of beauty. Uh, I th- and again, I think it's got to be the second best goal next to that, uh, that Canadian's goal in overtime.
0: It good. was, yeah. as the kids say... Real nice. kids <laughs> By the kids, I mean the Dukes of Hazard. I, <laughs> I was going
1: to say, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Real nice. All right. This week, I am going with, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about Travis Konechny this week. I'm feeling oh, like baby. this is a big TK week. I mean, you got some prime jerk store matchups right here, specifically the Bruins. Like, yeah,
1: Tuesday. Him no,
0: and Marshan, no, no, no. might just, they're going to get into a rat fight. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Travis Konechny, for sure. And you know what? Continuing with all that, I'm going to go with Hayes, too. Kevin Hayes. Uh, Kevin Hayes playing his hometown Bruins right there. And could you ask for anything more? And then just big matchups all around. And specifically if Couturier ends up getting uh, some of those big-time assignments, like McDavid... Or Kucherov, that kind of stuff. Uh, it might fall to Kevin Hayes to to generate a little bit more offense if Katori is tied up with those guys. So right. uh, it it could be a big week for Kevin Hayes. I'm saying Kevin Hayes and Travis Konechny for the players of the okay. week this week. Okay, I
1: like uh, I like both those. I I like those picks because you made them and they feel like they're gonna be <laughs> So that's <laughs> that's why I like that's why I like those picks. By the way, I think if Marchand and Konechny got into a fight, uh, I. Would be afraid that connect me would be pecked to death by Marsh and gigantic beak. That would be my biggest fear. That's what. It's a
0: it's a real fear.
1: Yeah, it's a real one. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big thing there. Yeah. Uh, that's I mean you know that's all I got, Steve.
0: That's all you got to say about that forest.
1: <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, you know, as mom always said, the flyers are like a box of chocolate. You hope you don't get the cherry filled one, but that's all we got from the forecast. Uh, I'm Steve. This is Craig. You can follow Craig at sports are bad. You can follow me at fly Perboli or at Esteban, but make it fly Perboli. follow BSH radio, follow broad street hockey. Be sure to subscribe, rate, listen, and check out all of our great podcast offerings, including and especially fly Perboli, the 16-hour podcast we produce every week. No, it's about an hour and a half. People like to exaggerate. There we go. Take a listen. We're doing great stuff on Fly Burbly, including the absurd Bachelor update, which is, well, it's absurd. We'll just leave it there. All right, it's late. The people like it. The people approve. All right, it's late. I'm done. We're out. Enjoy. Hopefully, it is a very successful week for the Philadelphia Flyers. Thanks for listening, gang. Until next time, good night and... Good Hockey.